Welcome to the International Coaching Podcast, brought to you by the International Association of Coaching, the world's foremost community of professional coaches, changing the world in positive and powerful ways and contributing to evolving human potential worldwide. Join the IAC today at certifiedcoach.org. Welcome to the International Coaching Podcast, brought to you by the International Association of Coaching, evolving human potential worldwide. I'm Terry Lepofsky, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. We've got another great show lined up for you today, and a fantastic guest all the way from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. But before we do, I just want to make sure that I cover a little bit of ground here about some good events coming up with the IAC, stuff that we've got lined up over the days and weeks ahead. So make sure that you take out your calendars again, block out the time, especially November 18th. November 18th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time in North America. That's when we're going to be holding another IAC Learning Circle, the Canadian chapter of the IAC is going to be uh, talking about lifelong learning and we strongly encourage you to join us for that. It'll be streamed live on our Facebook page. Also coming up in the next few weeks, December 6th through 9th, on each one of those days we're going to be hosting Quavatus. Where is coaching going? So Quavatus Coaching 2020 taking place December 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. Also, the links for all of that are on our, on our webpage. You can get all of the details on the events tab on the IAC website, certifiedcoach.org, certifiedcoach.org. Go there, look for the events tab. You'll get all the details. Please join us. You'll be glad that you did. Now, let me jump back into this because we got this great guest with us today, and we're here to talk about coaching outside of the boardroom. Our guest today, Shan Morthy, PhD, Dr. Shan Morthy. Welcome to the show, sir. Awesome to have you. Thank you, Teddy. Thank you for having me in the show. Let me brag about you a little bit here. This is <laughs> not just Shan Morthy, folks. This is not just Dr. Shan Morthy. This is Captain Shan Morthy, PhD. This guy's got so many credentials and titles. It's amazing. Shan Morthy's background was with the Malaysian Army, where he served as a captain. He uh, has an amazing background that has brought him into coaching from uh, many different perspectives, different roles. He is currently the president of the International Association of Coaching. He is also the CEO and founder of Team Coach International, an organization that specializes in training people who want to become coaches. So his background in coaching spans the entire gamut from people who are just thinking about coaching to organizations that should be coaching to people who are looking for coaches and working with coaches the whole nine yards. Little known fact about Shan Morthy, he loves cooking. You love cooking, do you, Shan? Yes, uh, it very therapeutic for me. <laughs> What's your specialty, Shan? What do you love cooking? Oh, I love to cook my curries. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> my favorite. 
All right. Next time, Gary. What, what's your, what, uh, what would be a favorite curry dish of yours? Lamb curry. I specialized oh, in lamb curry. You just nailed me. Oh, I love lamb curry. Love it, love it, love it. So you and I have to get together. Next time I'm over in Kuala Lumpur, uh, yeah. KL, as you guys like to call it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely bring my uh, my fork over, and we're gonna, we're gonna have a nice little visit over there. Sure, man. sure. But there, there's something else that you and I talked about before we hit the record button. Another little known fact. I don't know if you want me to mention this or not. You have a background in clearing unexploded bombs. Yes, Terry. Because I, I, um, you know, from the military, I was, uh, I was from the Royal Engineer Corps. And that is one of our tasks, you know, uh, whenever there's a place where the, where the military wants us to clear, when there are unexploded bombs, then, you know, uh, we, we go in and, and clear the unexploded bombs so that the ground is safe of, we call it free from explosives. It's incredible. I, I can't believe it. When you told me that your background was in clearing unexploded bombs, I thought you were talking about the board of directors with the International Association of Coaching. <laughs> But no, we're talking about military. You were actually talking about life and death threat that your your job is to go out and clear. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's uh, you know it's with the troop. But and sometimes people tell me that you know, Sean, that's dangerous. I say no. Crossing the road in some of the cities in the world is more dangerous than clearing the UX base. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you I, I suppose the, you're right. You know, you follow the procedure, and you're you're good. You're good. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Let's yes. bridge our conversation, if you will. Let's talk about this path of yours because you've got such a diverse background of experience working in the Malaysian Army. By the way, congratulations on achieving your PhD. That's recent, right? Thank you. Yes, Terry. Yes. And what is your PhD and what were you studying? I was studying uh, the benefits of executive coaching for small, medium enterprises and entrepreneurs. Uh, in the greater KL area. So it was a qualitative analysis with 30 entrepreneurs. And uh, we were looking at the benefits, amazing results, what coaching can do. This sounds like an entire episode all into itself. I'd love to hear more about this. But you and I have a theme that we wanted to get to today. And I want to get to that in a second. But before we do, let me just bridge a little bit here. You talked about um, you as a coach. Now, all of this amazing background, but when we think about you as a coach, let's talk about your path to getting to coaching. How did you get to where you are? How did you first get involved with coaching and to where you are now as a coach? Uh, yeah, going back um, about 18 years ago, I was more involved in uh, facilitation work and training work. And then one of my mentors, uh, the late Ross Walters from Brisbane, he asked me, he told me, he said, that, Sean, you need to go into coaching. And I said, you know, coach what? No, coach businesses. And I said, I got no coaching uh, or business background. You know, I, I come from a military family. My, my, my uncle, my father, and I'm a military guy. I do not know anything about business. He said, no, coach, you don't have to be a subject matter expert in coaching. And then I went and, you know, took the, my first certification program, I was amazed what coaching can do, and, and, and especially when I used it in my family. And then went for my second certification, and now I'm enjoying the uh, certification pathway in the International Association of Coaching. So it, it, it changed your perspective in a big way. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I imagine that the people that you were working with as you started to get into this, you started seeing some changes with them as well. Yes, I, I saw that. And that, that gave me that, uh, the motivation to do more of coaching when, when, when people transform, not because of me, but because of themselves. So I was just the custodian of the process and they were the content experts. You know, and that really amazed me. And, and you know, when, when, whenever they, they uh, relate back to me or give me feedback, how coaching has transformed themselves personally and professionally, you know, that's worth more than the money that you get for your professional services. I like how you put that, the way that it transformed them, because you're, you're bringing things out of them rather than downloading onto them. That's a really good way of looking at it. In that way, it's transcending your ability, but you're leveraging the ability of your client. That's, that's brilliant. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we're here to talk about this, this interesting, very fascinating topic, coaching outside of the boardroom. Now, I have to admit, as an executive coach with the IAC, my experience in coaching is almost entirely in the boardroom. These are the organizations that always could afford it, right? They've got a budget. They know that there's a strong return on their investment. When they go to hire a coach, they know that it's going to be working with a senior leader in an organization. They know that if they invest in this, they're going to get back. What is the, uh, I think PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, they say it's about a seven to one return on investment. So for every dollar that they invest in coaching, they're going to get something back. But you're talking about coaching outside of the boardroom, not just the executives, but, but breaking this out, really just applying it within different realms. Let's talk about this for a little while. I'd like to hear your perspective on why this is such an important topic and where you see this, this concept of coaching translating in the world into value. That's a great question, Terry. Look, I have yet to see research that really, really says that coaching is not working. Every other research shows that it is working. It is adding great value to organization, to board members, the C-suites. They're performing better and that translates uh, into, uh, into return on investment, right? As an impact on return on investment. Yes. Now, then I asked myself and I said, look, if that's, you know, what happens? In, in this uh, coaching relationship or in coaching conversation, the person changes first. The person transforms first. And that translates into behavioral changes that contributes in that CEO or the COO demonstrating different behaviors to achieve the goals and, and uh, desired objectives. Now, if the change is for the person, and I asked myself, then it should be for everyone. Coaching should be everyone. Should not be limited just for boardroom. Now, probably uh, outside the boardroom, people might not be, you know, uh, paying the top dollars. But if it's a great tool to have, it should be shared everywhere. Now, we got a great path to certification in the IAC. It is a very robust uh, pathway to get Absolutely, our certification. Yeah. Yep. yeah? And, uh, uh, and, I, and I, you, you and I have been through, and I, you know, we know how it's not easy, yeah? Because of our no, no you, you have to know what you're doing, but it's a fantastic roadmap to, to work through it. Exactly. So, but 
the basic knowledge of having coaching conversation, non-judgmental, listening, active listening, paraphrasing, clarifying. These are some of the basic tools that everyone should be good at or should demonstrate. And when this happens, you know, you don't have to be a certified professional coach you know, to demonstrate coaching skills as a father or a mother in the family or uh, as, you know, as a leader at every level, you know, at every level, for even for a junior, uh, a junior level, if they can demonstrate these tools, listening, you know, uh, asking the right question, uh, open-ended questions, clarifying, and also uh, validating, validating in the sense of, you know, giving them credit for what they have found out from themselves makes a huge difference. I have actually proven that this works outside the boardroom. Okay, let's talk about this. Where outside the boardroom? What are we talking about here? I have basically trained uh, about 12 visually impaired, blind people for about eight days over three months to coach. And they have done uh, coaching and, you know, and I think uh, we have got our IAC masteries in Braille now. We have converted the whole IAC masteries book in Braille. I did not know that. That's incredible. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, it's amazing. Um, you know, and it was a good learning curve for, for me and my team as well. Yeah. You know, how do we bring this there? And last year, we did it for the, the deaf community. We had about 15 people. We were doing about, again, eight days for the deaf community using sign languages. We had interpreters and uh, getting them to, to use sign language to coach. I saw that. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So, so, so it's translated for the blind community, for the deaf community? Yes. So it works. We had great feedback. Uh, this was the first time that we did it. Uh, and this is, again, to tell myself, look, it works everywhere. And yeah. outside the boardroom. We have been doing now for school teachers. We are doing now getting uh, school children to get involved. We are now trying to create coaching clubs in universities for the students to do peer coaching among themselves. All this is to encourage and inspire them to have conversation. I, this is my personal opinion. I think with all the gadgets and all the technology, we are losing the art of having great conversation, like what you and me are having right now. You know, every question you ask me just triggers my mind. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just hit on the silent problem that is plaguing our society right now. And I don't think it was an intended outcome. I think the people who initially designed the electronic devices that we're using to communicate, their, their intentions were to try to help us communicate better. But I think what we're seeing is that the interaction, seeing the facial expressions, asking the questions in a way that is going to elicit that thinking the way that you, you and I were talking before the show, and we just described this as bringing out critical thinking in yeah. others. And I think that what you just hit on is really one of the key problems that we're slipping slowly down a slope with leveraging things like text messaging all the time and email all the time. 
And, and now during this global pandemic that we're in, we are all stuck behind screens and we're losing that art of connecting with people and bringing out the best in somebody. Yes. And, and I think this is where, you know, uh, technology is great. I embrace technology. I mean, that's what's making us possible right now, having this conversation, right? Right. And, and you know, all those are beautiful, but we must be careful in the sense that do not forget that connection. And I always say that, you know, we can be in the high tech world, but we still need the high touch. Oh, I like that. We can still stay in the high-tech world, but we have to remain high-touch. Yes, and, and that means that human-to-human -human communication, having that, those conversations, non-judgmental conversation. And what happens is, when, when we're having this conversation, it can also be a therapy. Like, for example, you know, if you were uh, using coaching masteries, and you're asking me questions, you're making me think, and I'm downloading to you, I'm talking to you, that itself is therapy. You know, and, and we're understanding each other better. And a lot of people think that coaching is only for problems. No, it's not. It's something that we spoke about earlier as well. You can be good in something. How do we want to be better? And then people ask me, Ishan, what do I do with my weaknesses? I said, outsource it. <laughs> outsource, yes. You know, outsource. You know, everybody, everyone, each one of us has got a beautiful talent within yes. ourselves. Yes. And we have got a, we are given that specific talent for a specific purpose. I can't be Terry. Terry can't be me. But I have got certain talents that I am given, I'm, I'm given those talents to contribute to mankind. Now I got to work on those talents that is going to add more value to people around me. And that's, that's the re that's why sometimes I feel that the purpose must be very, very clear. And for me, purpose means how do others benefit from your existence? And as a coach, how do others benefit from you? So let's work on the talents and make it you know, greater, bigger, and more, more beautiful to serve others. So this is universal. This is uh, what you're talking about is something that is not confined to any boardroom or any corporate suite. This is something that I see can happen in just about any setting out there when you're bringing out the best in somebody else when you as a coach, when, when Coach Shan Morthy is working with a client, the, the best that that person can be is, is now being unwrapped, unlayered, brought forward and discovered through conversation, trusting, unjudgmental conversation. What are the environments that you foresee that could, you mentioned teachers and students, you mentioned entrepreneurs, I believe. What other environments do you think that this could translate to? I mean, it's probably wide open, but any other examples that you can think of? Well, you know, we can use, uh, there's a term called behavioral-based coaching for in the safety, safety environment, because it's all about attitude change. Safety is an attitude. And we can use coaching uh, tools to improve safety in organization. Yeah. So uh, it's under BB, I think it's called, yeah, BBS, behavioral-based safety. So when you talk about behavioral change, you can use coaching because you want them to change. It's not you telling them. I've suggested for the financial institutions how they can use coaching uh, to develop their clients, to interact with their clients, to actually know, clarify what their needs are and then co-create the right product and services for them. 
Brilliant. And I've seen, uh, uh, we have used coaching even in communities. And recently, uh, one of my friends, he's developing, uh, he's promoting urban farming. Right. And this is linked to, you know, uh, climate change and, and things like that. And, and what, I, what, I, what I told him, let's look at uh, how do we then use team coaching process, is still using process, coaching process, to bring the communities from one point to the other. Because they might attend classes or sessions to learn about urban farming, but how do you make that motivation sustainable to continue? And I said, let's try with coaching. So there's so many areas I can think of, family first, that we can use coaching. It's all about having that conversation with them. And then we all want to say that we all have got our own blind spot. And we are like a, like a torch shining so that they can see in the blind spot. We coaches are a source of light to make things clear for our clients or whoever that we are working with. We illuminate so, the potential. Yep, yep. And then getting them to unleash their own potential. And the minute they have this small wins, magical things happen. The aha moments come out. You and I were talking before we started recording about some other examples as well. I love that you just mentioned families. I think this is really, really powerful. I was sharing with you a a short video that I've got from a client who actually coached her four-year-old and uh, found that the the, um, process, the methodology of coaching worked incredibly well with getting her four-year-old to use critical thinking to resolve an issue that he had with one of his friends at school. But we were also talking about um, salespeople guiding their clients to an opportunity or to um, some benefit that they could receive and not trying to persuade them to buy something, but by exploring it, by uncovering the needs of the client using coaching. I, one of our good coaches here in Canada with the IAC, Ed Britton, he specializes in helping people who are bridging from their career into retirement, um, having a meaningful existence after retiring. The examples go on and on. Women returning after maternity leave, uh, professional athletes who are transitioning back into the workplace, entrepreneurs who are starting a business. The whole world of coaching has really exploded and it's become a whole new way of interacting with each other. And I think the common element, as you said it, is really bringing that critical thinking out of other people and getting them to shining that light on their potential and getting that aha moment. So I think that's a really good, uh, a a really good uh, bridge to breaking this outside coaching outside of the boardroom. Now, let me, let me get back to you a little bit, if you don't mind, Shan. Yeah. You've been in coaching now for how many years? Actively about 15 years. Okay. You're a veteran. You were involved in facilitation. You got involved in coaching. You are now at the helm of one of the largest coaching associations in the, on the planet. You are training other coaches. You have a PhD in coaching. This is somebody worth listening to, folks. My question for you, Shan, what are the biggest challenges that you have had to navigate through as a coach? And what was the result? Well, there's one, I wouldn't say one, a few incidences where I was engaged as a coach, but the coachee was not prepared 
for the coaching session because it was just, you know, from the organization, they say, no, I, you need to be coached. And the person comes in and tells me that, you know what, Sean, I don't know why I'm here. You know, I, you know, I'm supposed to be coached by you. So what do we do? So, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to be here, but I'm asked to be here. So in those circumstances, what I've, what I've done is, you know, to, first of all, to tell that person that, you know, ask them, what do they understand about coaching? What do they know about coaching? Right. And sharing with them what coaching really is. And then telling them that it's not to, and I'm here not to give you advice. I am not better. The, the, the smartest person in this room is you, not me. And I, and I, I share, and, and I always tell them, actually what, why don't we go and do one session and see how it goes. And if you think that coaching is not really for you, that's fine. And all the time, 100% of the time, after the first coaching session, coming in, being skeptical, they leave the room. Hey, I, 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 I'm getting something here. I'm getting something here. So what happened, I think, what happened is because of the non-judgmental nature of the coaching process and respecting the talent and respecting the person who's in front of us, people can sense. I always see emotions travel faster than words. People, people can sense that you are there for them. Right. Then the game changes. And then after the last coaching session, normally you get that. Oh, is that all? Are we going to have another session? <laughs> so I think that we need to be compassionate in the sense that we need to understand that every person who's coming in front of us, they might not know what coaching is. Right. So... Rather than being stressed out, oh my God, this is the wrong person. No, no. Explain to them. Feel for them. You know, one of the things that I find it related to your point is that people who are unfamiliar with the process feel that what they're, what they're getting involved in is that somebody's going to tell them what to do. Yeah. There's a, there's a big fear around um, getting involved in a process where somebody is going to change you or tell you how to change and that's not it. And I think that that's what you're saying now is your job, you're saying, as you said to your client, I'm not the smartest one in the room. You are. I'm here to help you bring out all of that critical thinking to help you become the best that you can be. Yes, Terry. And what I've learned from those incidences, whenever an organization engages me as a coach, what I do is I have a pre-contracting session where I get all the coaches in the room, no matter whether one or two, or, you know, I've had like even 20 coaches the organization has given, and explain to them what coaching is first, and demonstrate with one of them, whoever volunteers, how a typical coaching session will go with the real uh, goal that they have. And then I'll ask the coachee to share at, at three levels. So what were your thoughts? What were your emotions? What were you feeling during the coaching process? And then get them to express. So they all get to see a live coaching demonstration. And then that is, you know, that is the beginning. And then we engage them in the real coaching session. Yeah, that sounds like a really good way to go. And this leads me to my last question for you, Shen. I'm going to throw this one at you here. What advice would you like to offer other coaches or even potential coaches, people who are thinking about getting involved as a coach? What advice would you offer to other coaches and potential coaches around the world? It is the way of being. Coaching is not just about doing. 
not it's not mechanical mechanistic it is the way of being it is you need to connect with them the heart and the head has to be connected so my advice would be whoever wants to be a coach whoever is coaching what has been useful for me is that to 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 be there totally be there for the person who is sitting in front of you it's nothing about us as a coach it's all about the other person who's sitting in front it's not about how good a great coach you are not how great questions you're asking not how great your process is it's all about the other person and guess what once you are there fully present there and processing in the present and one of our masters right terry right. and what happens is that they will grow they will grow and coming back to the iac definition itself we are there to create the awareness they get to discover the pathways to growth they get to discover the pathways to growth love it fantastic shan thank you so much this has been insightful deep but also very elementary at the same time and i think that this is precisely the kind of information that veteran coaches can really benefit from potential coaches people who are thinking of getting involved in coaching it'll help guide them a little bit but i think that this conversation has been very enlightening and thank you very much for bringing this to us thank you terry and i also want to thank everybody who's listening right now for tuning in and joining us on this episode of the international coaching podcast we hope that you enjoyed it and i want to encourage all of you to subscribe so that you don't miss what's coming up in the future and without spilling the beans i want to tell you we've got some fantastic episodes lined up and i can't wait to get to them but hit the subscribe button so that you will not miss them love coaching join the iac today at certifiedcoach.org thank you for the privilege of your time and attention take care everybody stay safe and be well mm-hmm.